behind the scenes, it was a small group of people that were doing everything. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. I want to know how this insane growth actually happened. What are you doing when no one's around, no one's looking? Are you just showing up and doing the minimum? Or are you approaching it like a pro? To be a student of the game. Welcome, welcome to episode 11 of the GTM pod. It's the first Thursday of the month. So you are listening to our monthly bonus episode where Max and I give a breakdown of what we're both seeing in the go-to-market and venture capital landscape and share some kind of behind the scenes action of what's going on under the hood at GTM Fund. Uh, Max, welcome back, my friend. Uh, listenership has uh, skyrocketed since the last time we recorded. So pressure's on now, my friend. Building the media engine, just like we know how. So uh, yeah, I saw the stats looking good, looking good on the newsletter. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, we've got about half the amount of subscribers for the newsletter as we do for downloads on the podcast. So we gotta we got to keep getting those up, but exciting times. Exciting times. They're all trending in the right direction. So thank you all for the support. But how are you, man? How was your Thanksgiving? Good. When is Canadian Thanksgiving? Y'all already did yours? We Yeah, we did it. Uh, when is Canadian Thanksgiving? It's like in October. Okay. All right. Sounds very Canadian. We eat turkey. I, I feel like it makes more sense, honestly. We have a little bit more of a break between our turkey and then Christmas again. You guys kind of just like, it's this amalgamation of, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. We cram it all in. You're going to take time off? Let's cram it all together. Let's get it all over. It's weird to have the World Cup on while we're in winter here, though. So that is that is a weird thing. I do like it much better in summer. I think the vibe the energy around it is just much more fun in the summer, but it was cool to have uh, a morning of World Cup action and then an afternoon and evening of uh, NFL action. So I'll take that all day. Had my fix of my, my go-to is pigs in a blanket, like mini hot dogs and then pumpkin pie. As long as I have those those two things on Thanksgiving, I don't really care about the turkey or cranberry stuff, any of that. I'll take it, but those things make me happy. Uh, so anyway, it was it was good. Life's good. I'm a I'm a Stefan guy myself. I got up early, watched Canada get smoked by Croatia, which kind of sucked. But what can you do? Um, but shout out Team Canada, they're doing doing well. But it's not your thing. What is it, lacrosse? <laughs> what is our thing? What is our thing? Well, our claim to fame is we created basketball. We're not so good at it, but I guess we got the Raptors doing all right. But. Well, yeah, and you know what? You got a lot of really good players who are Canadian. I would like to see the next Olympics. The Canadian team should field a good squad. There's some Wiggins is playing well. Uh, R.J. Barrett, I think, is another one. There's there's, a, there's quite a few like really good pros. Anyway, so kick us off. What are we talking about today? Let's start at the beginning. What's the latest? Give us give our listeners the insider edition of. Everything GTM fund. So I know we did five deals this month. Uh, lots of them I'm really excited about, you know, haven't quite been announced yet. So we got to watch what we say. Uh, but most of them are second time or even third time founders, which is an interesting trend from my side. I'm noticing. Uh, what's your take on that? It seems like capital's flowing out there, but it seems to be going more and more to some of these more experienced, call it battle-scarred leaders. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it's. I wouldn't say it's going more towards folks like that. I think we're we're seeing that because they're seeking us out to get into the rounds. They know how important GTM is, so that's been exciting uh, and like some kind of external validation for us. You know, always happy to, to to back second time founders who just you know have a real love for the game. I think that's what you're seeing right now in markets in general. Is just uh, and you know I put this in our LP update, but I think it's a Buffett quote. When the tide goes out, you see who's been swimming naked. There's, I think, a lot of tourists that have come into, you know, the the founder and, and VC worlds over the last few years. And they see the quick buck. They see how easy it is to take secondary at a Series A, Series B. I mean, I came up in tech in the early 2010s, so 2010, 2011, where, I mean, seed rounds were materially small. Uh, you know, you raised a, a million dollars was like a big seed round. Uh, you know, Series A's were were similarly sized, maybe one to five million. All of a sudden, you're doing you know ten twenty million dollars Series A's in the in like the last two or three years. You're also seeing comp and things get all like wildly out of control. You know, funds raising you know, massive funds for uh, you know second or third funds, so even first funds. So now we're starting to see kind of a rebalancing to kind of what normal look like. And the people who are doing this to solve real problems and starting companies for the love of the game, I think are the ones that are going to kind of make it through this, you know, macro and economic storm that we're going through right now. And, uh, you know, fortunately, those are the ones that we're, we're looking at, we're trying to back that are, that are gravitating towards us. And you see, do see a lot of people, I mean, Chris Golek, um, I think his stuff will be announced by the time this comes out, if not. Stay tuned. I won't give too much away. But talk about a guy who's who just loves this. He's been in uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship and startups for 25 years now. His first company, I think he sold for like 360 or 390 million. The man base was his second company. I think their most recent valuation was like 2 billion. I think they're over like 200 million ARR or something like that. That's just like a real company. And now he's going to do it again. I mean, that's, that's like, wow, that's crazy. And he just, he loves what he does. He loves building. And he sees, you know, potential in something, uh, in, you know, in a space that uh, thinks is ripe for disruption and goes after it. And those are the type of people we love to back. And then, you know, uh, there are plenty of folks that we're backing that are first-time founders that, you know, don't have a ton of experience that, you know, we can tell they have that love of the game. We can tell they have that passion for the problem that they're solving. I think that's very important because that's what's going to take you through the, the tough times. Like it was very easy for a while there to like really like what you did because things are going well, but it's, you know, are you going to love what you do when things aren't going so good? When the economy has, you know, massive headwinds, you know, blowing right in your face, it's, that's tough. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's something that we've been looking at, studying, sizing up, uh, you know, over the, over the past, definitely, you know, this year. I mean, going back to falling in love with the journey, you know, we've had some conversations online and, you know, brings back this almost, competitive killer instinct element to it. You know, when we were both coming up, you know, some of the the tougher times I remember were certainly the most rewarding. And when I had the, the biggest capacity for growth. And so, although it is strange times out there, I think these are going to be very rewarding times for people. And we're all going to, going to learn a lot. I uh, have to do some shout outs, of course, we had some incredible portfolio companies announce their Series A, uh, Name Coach, Gitpod, Primer, 
Uh, it's super exciting to see Primer continue to crush even in this macro environment. Uh, we got back, it was in 21, we got into their, their seed round actually. And on the flip side, also I've had some really great family offices and well-known institutions on the LP side, which we will announce when the time is right. Uh, but this will just allow us to take larger pieces of equity in these high conviction bets uh, that complement our, our capital plus model, uh, which is something I'm super excited about. Last piece I wanted to touch on was, so we got a, a Buffett quote from you. You also shared a Bezos quote in our internal monthly update to run the, the gambit of VC cliches that, <laughs> that you can you can quote, but doesn't mean they don't ring true. Share the, the second Bezos quote and kind of what you pulled from it. Yeah. And to be fair, I, I pointed out the VC cliche. I usually don't do quotes in my, in my uh, LP updates. Nonetheless, do like a Buffett and a Bezos one. But uh, when someone congratulates me on a good quarter, they don't realize how those results were fully baked about three years ago. So that was the Bezos quote. And, you know, I think there's another one uh, that Benioff said in Beyond the Cloud around, around how he great financial uh, crisis of 08, 09, his biggest regret was not hiring more enterprise sales reps during that time. Because what happens is you go through this period, you know, recession, whatever it is, a year or two, however long it is. And then you come out the other side and, and like everybody's kind of has to restart the car. And so if like you're driving at a low speed still, you can just step on the gas. You're going to get further faster than anybody else. And I think, um, you know, there are a lot of companies that are that are cutting right now and, they're uh, you know, you cut fat and then you start to cut muscle, then you start to cut bone. And when you start cutting muscle, you know, it gets harder to you know win the race. When you start cutting bone, it's hard to win when you cut a leg off, right? So like a lot of companies, I think, are trying to find this like sweet spot where they can continue, you know, default alive or whatever it is, while also being able to, you know, stay afloat and, and continue growing. But you don't want to cut into that growth too much. And, you know, for the area that we're investing in, you know, I, I find it's a great time to invest in, be investing in companies that are, you know, building product right, products right now from scratch, doing customer development, because it's a, it's a time where there's not going to be a lot of growth in general. So spend this time really building, getting the, the foundation right on the company, forget the whole growth at all costs. Uh, you know, you can come back to growth later. Uh, but really focus on building something that's you know going to be a need to have, is going to drive revenue or drive efficiency for companies or drive you know is, is one chain link away from from those things and not multiple chain links away from those things. Definitely something that's a need to have over a nice to have. And you know ultimately we're in a period right now where software is going to continue to eat the world and you know AI and ML models are just getting you know pretty uh, incredible. GTP four is coming out soon and. Uh, some of the, the the news coming out around that. We've got an LP who's, you know, the head of sales at OpenAI and pr pretty incredible what we're hearing. So we're excited to see, you know, a lot more companies come out of that. And we've been able to invest in a couple of great ones in that space with uh, Gantry and Semi-Technologies and Continual and a few others. So, yeah, I mean, Writer is another one that May's been on the podcast. So we, we just think, you know, everything's going to come back, you know, in the in the sales tech space, not, not the crazy multiples and all that other kind of stuff, but the spend on SaaS. And so, you know, we want to invest in folks that are building, you know, really meaningful technology right now. And I don't care so much if they're at 100K or a million ARR or whatever it is and, and you know, what the growth rate is. I just want them focused on, 
you know, finding that product market fit and, you know, building something real. Absolutely. And yeah, go back. If you haven't had a chance to listen to episode nine with May Habib, uh, we did dive into kind of the evolution of AI and how quickly and rapidly it is growing. You mentioned that GPT-4, I was reading, it's like a thousand X stronger than GPT-3. It's pulling a hundred trillion data points now, which is just absurd what that is going to to do and and the true business applications that are going to come from that. So definitely a, a category of huge interest to DTM Fund and us right now and one we got a, our eye firmly on. So you mentioned this, you talked about restarting the car. And I know we we try and stay away from black and white thinking and we don't claim to have all the answers. We're not economists, but there's a lot of founders now that listen to this podcast. Can you give a timeline as your best guess on when you think you should start restarting the car, meaning turning up the dial on growth again and maybe going out and hiring some of those enterprise reps that might be on the market and won't be on the market once everyone realizes that it's time to restart the car? Well, I mean, it's a very nuanced question because it depends where your company is, you know, how much money you raised, how much runway you have, you know, do you have product market fit? And is that like the main blocker to growth is a capacity right now, rep capacity, you know, do you have a highly efficient organization or is that an area which you can, you know, uh, push on in the meantime, you know, are you fundraising right now and, you know, have eight months left to runway? I mean, there's, there's a lot of different variables that go into that. So ultimately, you know, if you can afford it and you have the runway and your product is ready for it, you should definitely have enterprise sales reps ready to go. It takes them, you know, six to 12 months to ramp and, and, and build pipeline and get deal cycles going anyway. So, you know, we're going to be on our way out of this probably early 2024 is what, you know, some of the bigger firms are saying. They say that we're probably going to raise rates up to five to five and a half percent. And that's going to go through like mid next year. And that's going to hold there for a little while and then eventually come back down in, in 2024, early, early to mid 2024. And inflation will follow that trend line in the opposite direction. Uh, so, you know, inflation will continue to come down. And then as they hover there, uh, you know, that, that rate, the inflation rate will go into the twos and then hopefully stick in like the low twos. So I think when they come down on the on the Fed rate, you know, they'll go from 5.5 or whatever it is into into the kind of mid to high twos. So I think until that happens, you know, we're not going to see the other side of this. Now, there could be other things that happen in, in you know, the world that trigger that. And I think the folks in the All In podcast did a good job explaining, you know, some of the things that could happen, potentially, you know, wars, what have you. Uh, it pro- hopefully we're done with the COVID stuff, but, you know, things can always happen that, that you know, force the Fed's hand to go in the other direction. But I do think we're probably in this for another at least a year. So good time to be ramping uh, enterprise reps if you can afford it and you have the runway and you have the the product market fit and your only blocker to growth is that capacity question. With you on that perspective and thank you for the, the insight. Well, I love it, man. Always enjoy chopping it up with you. It is now time for the mad dash before Christmas holidays. Uh, it should be a busy time for all of us as everyone's trying to close out. Uh, the year strong, but should be a fun time. We're also, you know, currently fundraising for our twenty three twenty four fund. Uh, so go check us out. And if you haven't checked out the newsletter, uh, it's on Substack, the GTM newsletter. And keep an eye out for another great guest dropping on Tuesday. 
Uh, and if you haven't listened to episode 10, Chris Donato, dear friend of mine, told a pretty incredible story on how he sold a $300 million deal. So again, if you're a founder looking to raise from operators, hit us up. And if you're an operator or an institution looking for more exposure to the best early stage technology businesses out there, get in touch with us on our website, reach out to me, reach out to Max uh, directly on LinkedIn. But thanks, brother. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. And we'll see you all next week.